question and you will never even know it existed. Is that what you want? That's what I want, she said softly. You understand now what I've said. You will never even realize it existed. The memory will be gone forever. She didn't care. She just wanted to be done with it. She wanted to get on with the process of living. Hatred had never been a part of her, and when she died, she wanted only to remember love. Yes, she repeated, yes, please. Then we shall begin. He moved to her side and without hesitation placed a hand upon her head. It was warm to the touch, and she could smell his earthiness. The aroma of honeysuckle and loamy earth of the mountain forest that hung on him like a second garment embraced her, and she swooned. She could smell pie and the crispness of autumn leaves. She remembered as a young girl kicking up great piles of the red and orange cast-offs in her tracks among the trees. She had been so young then, full of hope and faith. The memory solidified her determination. She wanted to be as pure as that young girl again. She wanted to be happy. She felt the tendrils of his magic insinuate itself into her mind and flashed through a lifetime of events until it found that single one that changed it all. She chanted with the Remember Man, their words filling the house. Forget and forgive, forget and forgive, forget and forgive. It was when Angela closed the door and the Remember Man moved on to his next client that she wondered if it really had been a good idea. It was doubt, really, because she would never again remember the reasons she had called him in the first place. After all, he'd taken it with him. She could feel the replacement, a blank space filled with someone else's memory. The Remembering Man had told her to leave it alone, that it was part of the price. When he took one, he replaced one. She was just keeping it safe in case the other client wanted it back, like someone would do with her memory very soon. Angela had always liked her memories. At her age, it was really all she had. She limped away from the door, silently cursing calcium deficiency and old bones tendency to break. It had been so silly. She had only fallen off a chair, just the same the doctor told her she had broken her hip. Even though that was last year, it still pained her terribly. In the morning, she had to make herself get out of bed. She used to take the stairs in the department stores, huffing and puffing for the exercise. Now it was the elevator all the way. Dr. Hassan said it was just in her mind. He said there was no reason it should be hurting her. As she passed by the table filled with the pictures of her family, she wondered why she hadn't chosen to replace that memory. If it was all in her mind, its absence would only quicken her step. The next morning she lay in bed remembering her earliest boyfriend. It had been the first time she'd ever been touched that way by a member of the opposite sex, and the memory still sent lonely shivers across her breasts. They had been swimming in the creek. He had looked so fine in his teenage body, thin muscles jumping with every quick movement. Then he swept her up and kissed her, both of them hip-deep in the warm Tennessee water. She remembered searching his eyes for the reciprocal love she prayed was there. She remembered how they truly sparked, how his tan skin shimmered with the wetness of sunlight and water. She remembered how his lips formed the whispered words, I love you. She remembered how he had kissed her deeply and how his shaking hands daring to slide over her small, firm breasts. She had moaned as he slipped fingers under the edge of her swimsuit, brushing softly against her nipples. She got out of bed, fueled by the memories she said about her chores. She brushed her teeth and stared at her dead husband's toothbrush still on the wall-mounted toothbrush holder. He had been dead for six years, but it was these small things that kept the memories fresh. 
he had never been one to put it away. She remembered how she used to scold him and cluck as she placed it back in the holder next to hers, him drinking coffee and grumbling. She busied herself about the kitchen and glanced askance at the empty pink cat dish beside the refrigerator. She stopped and stared. She didn't have a cat. She thought hard and realized that she had never had a cat. The presence of the bowl seemed so strange, yet it didn't match the hard lump that had formed in her throat. She must have had a cat. That's what it was all about. The memory man had told her to get rid of the physical evidence. He had told her it was an important part of the process. The memory he took must have been about a cat, and if she had one, it must have died. Strange. She could think of so many other things that were worse than losing a pet. It was only an animal, after all. She plucked the bowl off the floor and pitched it into the wastebasket. She certainly didn't need it now. From the drainer near the sink, she grabbed a mug.